The information presented in this podcast is not intended for the treatment or prevention of disease or any medical condition, nor is a substitute for medical advice. The information contained here in this podcast reflects only the opinion of the author and presenter and is in no way considered required practice. Welcome to Motivation and Muscle, the podcast that connects your brain to your brawn. Welcome you to Motivation and Muscle Streaming Radio 24-7. This is what I love to do. This is a big thing that we've been doing for a couple months here now. And if you haven't heard it yet, well, you're going to hear it today because it's very important for all of us and for your lives in general. Stand up. Take a deep breath through your nose. Out through your mouth. And repeat after me. I am a winner. I am a champion. Why? Because we are getting into this more and more. I've talked about this repeatedly, what I am doing about building my insides out, among many other things. And these are two of the phrases that are very meaningful that I say to myself every morning and during the day and whenever... um, I feel the need to do it, and it's all part of a repertoire I'm doing right now to change a lot of the way that I think, do things, um, what else, Uh, achieve things. It all goes together in this big bundle that I'm working on right now, and I will tell you right now, I have had some of the most incredible days since I've begun this. One thing I said yesterday, and I said this on the show we did with uh, Steve Cotter last night, tell yourself, I am unstoppable. Why? Because you are unstoppable. And if you think that way, you're going to manifest more and more good things in your life, and those things, when you speak that out into the universe, are going to start coming your way, whether it's the thought, the people that need to come into your life to get things done, or anything, relationships, you name it. And we're going to get into this more and more, but that's something you need to do and rehearse and repeat over and over through the day and the rest of the days of your life. Also, too, go out to FiorelloBarbellCo.com, Winners and Champions, Inc. You want to talk about value? $499 for 14 modules that... There's nothing like that. It's 15 years of what I've done here at the FBC Steel and Stone Yard, but it's a lifetime. And all the stuff that are on each one of those modules, now we, it's not only movements that have been lost, you know, like a, a high shrug or a dip, but it is philosophy. It's the philosophy of the FBC Steel and Stone Yard motivation and muscle. And a lot of the philosophy is mine and from different people that we've had on here or our family. There is quite a mix of things. So if you want to get back to building that basic bottom end ground and adding some other result producing factors into that, you've got it right there. And the thing is, you can't ask for that type of knowledge for nothing. We give plenty of that away here on the show. This is some direct work which will get you places. And obviously, you know you can always get a hold of me. I can film stuff for you. But I'm a thinker now more than ever. 
and you need to think and learn and dissect these modules and then implement them, take action, and you will get the results. I promise you you want. So go out and look at that. Also, go out to our Prosperity Conscious page, which is out on FiorellaBarbellCo.com. You're going to understand when we ask for you to participate in growing the businesses here, I feel before I was coming from the world of lack. And when you talk lack, you will get lack. When you go out and understand what I mean by prosperity consciousness, you will get the gist of what we're doing here with both companies. Prosperity consciousness is going to be a big topic. I, on my own, and with other people are going to be talking about as I am doing massive research on that right now. So you go out there. Also, too, go out to motivationmuscle.com slash category slash podcast. We got our brother Paul Firepower Gray coming in here shortly. Paul hasn't been on for a while, and obviously that's somebody I love doing shows with. And, you know, because people are off a little bit doesn't mean they're out. It's been a lot of different uh, variables that have been going on here. And what matters is they're here with us no matter what. Also, too, you want to go out to MotivationMuscle.com, sign up for our free newsletter. When I do these newsletters, you're gonna, you could be getting a blog I just did. It could be a podcast link or it could be something brand new. But you're always going to be inspired when you listen to us here or anything I write. If you have children, etched in stone for kids out on Facebook, go out and look at all that material. But have your sons and daughters listen to us. We try to keep the language down now totally because of the younger people listening here. But I've had people as old as in their early 80s say to me, I don't understand a thing hardly you're talking about, but I love your tough New York accent. Whatever it takes to bring you in, come on in and tell a friend and share all of our material. Now, before I bring Paul in, I did a show on three people that have, you talk about adding value to my life and making me and contributing so much to my life in the world of physical culture. I talked about Anthony DeTillo, John McKean who I have contact still with, with all the power rack work we're doing, and I still have contact with Steve Jack. If it wasn't for Steve Jack's video, I don't know if I ever would have lifted a stone, let alone go to Iceland. All right? That's a pretty big thing in your life right there. And I've been reading some of the things he's written in Milo probably for the last four weeks because I dedicate all this to these gentlemen. And this is in December 1997 of Milo, Volume 5, Number 3. These are when Milo got much smaller. It's called The Pull. Here we go. Think about this. Iron is a natural magnet. The early Greeks discovered this through their use of idistone, uh, now called mag- magnetite, they call it. Um, they were fascinated by the attraction this black chunk of ore had on other iron objects. It could be long after this that the Chinese would pioneer the use of the magnetic compass and launch the age of global circumnavigation. You see, even the early physicists recognized the fact that the Earth was a core of molten iron ore with, in effect, one big magnet with naturally occurring poles at its most northern and southern extremes. That's nice, Steve. 
All I need is 50 cents and these facts on magnetism, and I could buy a cup of coffee. Understandable response. Now, consider this. The most vital component of human blood is hemoglobin. It's the compound that makes red blood cells red and enables them to carry oxygen. Oh, by the way, it's largely composed of iron. Now stick with me, faithful reader and fellow ironite. If you're the prototypical Milo reader, then you've been drawn to iron for years now. You sense the pull the moment you grabbed that first dumbbell. There was an immediate attraction that was irrefutable, and you knew at your very core permanent. The allure was strengthened vicariously through photographs of old-time strongmen and the crude iron implements they, they that were their tools of choice. To this day... You need only walk into a room or basement that's stockpiled with weights and something happens to you. Something innate and undeniable. Something that penetrates to your very core, which, like the planet, spinning below your feet, has a bit of molten iron and a rather nifty magnetic pull. That's what I talked about before I read this. Magnetism. Magnetism is what is attracting into your life. If you think I'm kidding, don't think the way we talk here. And most people do. And you're going to find out why you are very unsatisfied in life and why you're just stuck in the same damn rut. With that in mind, I'm going to give you a little information on Douglas here. Or I'm sorry, I'm Paul Firepower Gray. And here we go. Number one, he is the head trainer at Firepower Gym a triathlon competitor and semi-pro cyclist, an accomplished martial artist with over 30 years training in various styles. And I'll tell you this too, Paul, like many people on here, have been incredible supporters of not only myself and this show, but they do believe in what we're doing here, and to me, that is the most important thing that we could ever bestow on all of you out there. So, Paul, I know that was long. Happy New Year, brothers. Dr. Wong says, 2018 is going to be our year no matter what. It's always an honor, and thanks for coming on today, my friend. Hi, my friend. Um, thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. It's been a while. Yes, sir, it has. It's been way too long, and we will not even uh, do that anymore, I promise you. We will have you on here no matter what because, as I said to Steve last night, you're another big spoke in the wheel here. And uh, we want those spokes and we want those wheels running and screaming down the road. Anything I missed, obviously, um, you know, give out the websites anything that's going on right now and we're going to start on a we're going to do a real interesting show especially the way paul and i do things and you'll understand when we get into it it's going to be called shotgun approach so take it away brother yeah i just want to um kind of say i really need to update that bio of me it's about 10 years out of date i keep meaning to send you a new kind of a, a bio of what i do and okay who I who I am and will make that happen. Um, I tend to be known more now for kind of helping people reduce their injuries while training, and probably a bit of a movement expert or a movement pattern expert is probably what I'm known most for. But I'm a little bit of a 
a jack of all trades, a little bit of a enigma, you know. I've yeah. kind of been through the kettlebell game and the club bell game and the mace game, and yeah, back in the day, I bodybuilder, believe it or not. That's uh, okay. Uh, yeah. Considering my size now, I even went through the bodybuilding thing. So um, I'm adequate in quite a few different areas, um, but I think. One thing that probably starts us off with this kind of shotgun attitude thing is my adequate is other people's excellence mm-hmm. or a lot of people's excellence. And that may sound like an arrogant thing to do because I know I can pick up a kettlebell and I can move it around and I can be pretty precise and have good technique with it, but I'm never going to beat you know, a kettlebell sport athlete or be the strongest kettlebell guy. But I am adequate, which still leaves me in probably kind of, you know, a a high percentage, the top high percentage of people using kettlebells pound for pound. I'm in kind of top like 10, 15%, which means there's like 95% of people that um, their, their perception of me is, is that what I would do would be excellent. I perceive it as adequate. And whichever way you look at it, the journey of how I got to be able to be adequate in a lot of different areas is by not having a shotgun attitude. So, I mean, how do you define shotgun attitude, Eric? Well, this is what brought a lot of this on, uh, Paul, is this. As we've seen, you know, if you, it's almost uh, undeniably everywhere you can think of. And if you're listening to any media at times, you're going to just be bombarded with this. And what really, you know, we see this every year. It starts at Thanksgiving and it'll go for who knows how long. And everybody has gained weight. And everybody, and I'm not going to name names of these companies because I'm not giving them advertising. Um, this is what you need to do. This is what you need to eat. Yep, 90 days, this, that, the other thing. And people are standing there and sitting there sending money to them. And what are the results they're getting? Pretty much zero, I'm sure of it. Because if you've put on all this weight and it's been going on for years, you're, you're telling me uh, you can drink this magic drink that's going to take you and knock 100 pounds off you? If it does, it's going to put you in a very unhealthy, precarious state. And everything now, it doesn't matter even weight loss. Everything is done with a shotgun approaches. We don't have to take – when I talk physical culture, physical culture is lifetime. It is a lifestyle. It is something we do. It is something we we plant in our head all around us, and we cultivate it, and we make it better and better and stronger and learn and teach and push out and, and, and send it to other people that are going to take it and manifest it to other people. And we, we have this chain reaction of greatness all the way down. And the thing that has to be broken here unless it breaks you, which I'm sure a lot of these programs, I'd love to see statistics not only on people that have had permanent setbacks with this stuff, but on injuries too. 
because I'm sure it would it would be off the charts, and they never would want this to come out. It would destroy their businesses, literally. And when I think about this, it, it saddens me to think that so many people can be roped into this type of, you know, they use the slick language and the graphics, and they have an actor or an actress do it, or they'll get some fashion model, male or female, that, you know, Everybody thinks, oh, they're in such great shape. They got abs and all this. I got news for you folks. The majority of them probably have had augmentation all over their body or they start, they're starving themselves to death because you also in pain. Absolutely. In pain. Absolutely. It's, Go it's ahead. Chronic. It's chronic. Yeah. Um, I've, I've spent the last few years really kind of building my career behind the scenes with a lot of people and I have a lot of clients in the US now I do a lot of work via Skype and you would be staggered at the amount of these high end trainers that are living chronically in pain with injuries, with niggles, with joint problems, neck problems, shoulder problems, hip, lower back, knee and you can't see that on these adverts you can't see that on you know, the, 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 the 10 second promos they're putting out of them doing kind of, you know, incredible stuff. You don't see them limp away no. afterwards. Yeah. And, and, you know, some of their careers have only been going five, six, seven years. Yep. What are they going to be like in another 10 or 20? Well, they won't be around. It's like so much of this stuff, as they used to say in magic, hocus pocus, and away you go. You know, if you look at, you know, a lot. I mean, we're we're involved in Facebook. We know that because we do use it to promote at times and things like that. But I call it the whole thing now the Facebook matinee because basically most of these people probably not all of them, but a good majority of them are going to disappear permanently. It's not they're not going to be around because they're looking for the shotgun approach to it, whether it's money or competition or whatever, and that's not going to be the vehicle that's going to get you to where you want to go if you want to stay in physical culture. That most of them probably are, are not going to be into it. But for the people like you and I that love this stuff and eat and sleep it, it's a different thing. And, and to me, especially with the things I've been doing as of late, and, and, you know, I, I was telling you before, and you knew anyways, you know, we had Steve Cotter on here last night. And Steve's going back to, like, his beginnings with martial arts again. And, yeah. and, and talking about the aggressiveness and all the things that I've been talking about for a long, long time here. And, and I'll get right to you, Paul. The thing is this. What I've learned with these mashing middies John McKean and I am doing, and I can't say it enough. I don't care if your ears get sick of it. Something has happened to me, and we talked about it on the show with Steve last night, and, and I'll have that show up at some point today, is this. I was always, I told Paul before we came on, I always have been a very confident person because you don't go and start two businesses or do the things I do by myself the majority of the time if you don't have confidence. But I don't care who you are. You go to Iceland, you go anywhere. Something big you want to do, you're going to have apprehension. You know, people call it fear or whatever. It's it's a human response. But you've gone through it enough times through rehearsal and repetition to know that you're going to do your very best. Well, one thing I'm going to tell you right now, what I'm doing with these middies, I, in my whole life, my whole career of training, no matter what it was, 
I've never in my life been able to walk up to anything and not even think about a setback. Not even think about not doing it. All I think about is getting under it, getting over it, or getting letting it get on top of me to push it off me and doing it. Now, am I successful every time? Do do I? No. But I know the next time I'm coming back and I'm going to demolish it, and I've never, ever had a setback on the second time. So what I'm saying to you is this. I don't know what's happening to me mentally right now because I'm taking it, I don't even want to say another level. I don't know where I'm going right now, and it's getting better and better and better. And I don't use the shotgun approach. What I do is slow and steady. Go ahead, brother. Well, this is the thing with with what you're doing, and and I think people that are in this game or in any game for a long time and and excel at it is they don't want it yesterday. So, you know, when you go up to this bar and you're going to want to move it, the first of all, I think part of why you're being so successful in your mindset is your expectations of moving it being a success or not moving it being a failure have changed Mm -hmm. because you know that you're going to come back at it the day after or the day after or 10 years after and at some point it's going to move so you you haven't put the expectations of success or failure on that one day Mm -hmm. which changes everything right absolutely that changes everything because nothing is a failure nothing's even a setback it's just an opportunity to learn that there's maybe another way to do this or a better way to do this or if I if I have these so-called setbacks it's a learning opportunity and a chance for my muscles to get a little bit stronger so that the next time I do hit this it's going to happen or the time after that and I think that's the exact opposite attitude to you know the shotgun attitude um, and, and Steve Cotter who you've you just been talking about the likes of him and some of the other guys who've been around forever, Steve Maxwell and yep. Anthony Deluglio and all these guys, they're still doing their thing and sometimes their thing changes. Sometimes they you know, do more bodyweight work. Sometimes they do more martial stuff. Sometimes they get under some iron a little bit. It doesn't matter if it changes. Their attitude is that they're going to do it or something every single day and they're going to do it to a standard. Yep. And they're going to do it to the best standard that they can. And that if that standard is somewhat lacking, they're going to do it the next day even better and the next day and the next year. And it, it is just the exact, I don't know what to call it. You know, the shotgun attitude is one thing. I don't know what the hell to call this attitude. <laughs> but there's just no expectations of time. There's no hurry to do anything. There is just... Let's do it the best we can on today. And if it don't work, we're going to do it better tomorrow. And I think in today's world, as you've said, that that's, that is becoming a, a rare, rare attitude. And I know I always go back to you to go to, to movies and TV shows. And there was a, there's a TV show now on Netflix called um, Marco Polo. Okay. Which is all about um, Kublai Khan, the grandson of Genghis Khan. Yep. And, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on. There's a lot of martial arts in the show. And there's a there's an actor called Tom Wu who's um, playing this, this monk martial arts character called Hundred Eyes. 
And he does this monologue on one of the episodes talking about Kung Fu. And, you know, Kung Fu is this and Kung Fu is that. And basically what he alludes it to is, you know, so that the painter, you know, can have Kung Fu and the potter can have Kung Fu and the, the, the lady making the tea can have Kung Fu. And Kung Fu isn't about throwing your arms or legs around. It's about staying the course yep. on whatever particular you know, field is your thing or whatever particular kind of trade you have. Stay in the, the course long enough to completely master that thing. And that is when you get, you know, you're a master. You have Kung Fu in pottery or Kung Fu in this and Kung Fu in that. Yep. And um, it was just such a beautiful way of putting it. It really resonated with me in that so many people these days are not willing to invest that amount of time or that amount of effort to even become what I would consider adequate. Like yeah. I am adequate in a lot of things. I don't have mastery in in a huge amount of things, but I'm working towards it. Exactly. I'm I'm currently adequate, but in a few years' time, maybe you know I will have mastery of these things where it's absolutely completely unconscious it's hardwired into my body and brain so much yep. that it just happens it's yep. just bam from cold no need to warm up no need to do this no need to do that just boom just in apply application well you can equate you can equate that to a few things i mean think about this i remember reading this years ago Say you're getting ready, you, you shouldn't be there, but you're crossing a train track and there's a train almost on top of you. Do you sit there and do a hundred squat, um, freehand squats or do you expl <laughs> explode and get out of the way without getting killed? And that, I know exactly where you're coming from, but I just want to step back one, one, at one point. You know, when we talk about the stuff I'm doing or Paul's doing or whatever, and when you go in that rack and you dead start, dead stop the movement, and you have your setback, say. But really, you got. I, I think maybe this is where I'm fundamentally looking at things so much different is this. Even if the bar didn't move four inches, like say you have it pegged for that day um, against another set of rods to do your hold, it's still an isometric, it's still rehearsal. And that, I, th I think that was the thing before, when you blow a lift like that, you think that the whole day shot, it was a waste of time. No, because what you're doing is you're still establishing whether you moved it up or not, or pushed it over or pulled it up, those pathways are still being set. Whether they went through the pathway or not, it still is deriving the strength that you're going to need. In fact... You're going to have more so strength on it when you go and hit it the next time. And that's where I think a lot of things have changed for me. Besides, it's so harsh, and you only have a couple rounds to do it, and you have to open up at these unimaginable weights now because the fundamentally the warm-up is one of the most important things you could ever do with this. I mean, there's a minimum of a 20-minute body weight um, um, cable-style warm-up where it does warm from head to toe, which you want to do, and a lot of these things were based off 
Dr. Leonard Schwartz when he was very big with John McKean with Heavy Hands. And then John and I have been doing some stuff with bands where they're very rapid, where you might take one, two, three lifts and fire them one at each other for three rounds, no more than, I've never done any more than four reps. When you do that and you set your bar up, initially your first movement for what you're going to do that day, if you're not ready to bite the head off the bar, then you're not ready to go under something that big, all right? Because unless you've done something like this, this stuff has got to be sounding like way out there, this guy. Why isn't he doing the standard warm-up? How can he be coming in at such a high-level weight to open up with? Paul said it. He hit it right on the mark. He said, I want to be so good better than adequate that I don't even have to warm up to get under or get over or grab whatever he's going to grab, fire away. And maybe he goes and does one monster set, he walks away. Do you know, folks, if you learn how to train like that, you will make more strength, more power, more mental, and more spiritual gains than you ever will in your entire training regimen, all right? And that could be anywhere from one month to 50 years and I'll tell you John and I talked about this this was a hard sell even back in his day and really where it came to the forefront was obviously anybody that knows York Barbell Bob Hoffman uh, the name that everybody pretty much knows is Bill March and what he used to do with isometrics go ahead Douglas take it away brother yes the the only um, the only way to achieve what you've just been talking about is the time in the trenches and putting the time into these movements. The only way to be able to actually fire off straight away from cold at any degree of level is to do it day in and day out regardless. Yep. You know, and that is, that that's the problem. That's the problem with this shotgun attitude is everybody puts the quickest time limit on themselves to get from A to B. You know, eight-week abs. Yeah. Six weeks this, yeah. twelve weeks that. You know, they 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 won it yesterday, and people are lying to them and selling the whole ideology. Eight weeks of this, whatever, because all they give a shit about is commerce mm-hmm. and making a fast book. When you know the reality is that it's never going to last. But I think even some of these trainers are so deluded by the system they even believe some of the shit they are um, spouting out there. I think some of them are so brainwashed by the system too that they believe it's a good thing. Yeah. Some of them are just unscrupulous. But the whole attitude of this, it has to happen tomorrow or it has to happen in five weeks, not I'm going to train until this is my normal, is what's killing physical culture. It's what's killing our health. And... The only way is through long-term consistency. And going back to what you said about the bar, just so you, you know, you get under the bar and you plan on moving it four inches or five inches or six inches, and it only moves one. At the end of the day, you've put a huge amount of effort into that one inch. You've you've expended as much effort as you could do for that day, right? Yeah. You didn't you didn't give fifty percent. You give a hundred percent, and it only moved that inch. But you still give 100% effort. Yep. And that's more than the guy on the couch is going to do. 
that that is for so, sure. Go ahead. Yeah, so it's not a failure or a setback. Your own expectations of wanting it to go four inches, you know, doesn't matter. You give it a hundred percent effort that day. The next day, when you give it a hundred percent effort, it might not move at all. The next day, it might move three or four inches. Yep. The yep. point is that you gave it the effort. That's the point. And people don't realize life is measured in inches. That's a fact. Um, I'll tell you this right now. And you and I both, I know, I've talked about this even before we came on today. Um, We've got a platform here that, you know, everybody that's associated with M&M understands the commitment here, the responsibility here, where we know... It's not just here in America, it's all over the world, that people need some foundational training, something that is not going to bog them down where they can get started. I don't care if it's even just walking, all right? Because the problem with this shotgun approach to everything is, here you go, we're going to ram it down your throat, and you're going to do it and succeed. Now, I've been around long enough to know the majority of these people have no business doing this stuff and they sure as hell aren't going to succeed and i'll tell you another thing too which is very interesting i i said this a long time ago i remember listening to a lot of the famous uh speakers you know inspirational business whatever it is and a few of them said it and i was surprised they said it really they said do you know people pay they come to our seminars and pay thousands and thousands of dollars for our products they get them home and they never even take the shrink wrap off them. Um, yeah. That is pretty, pretty bad when you think about that. You let, you know, you're all fired up for two days. Well, that's great. But fire yourself up for the next 50 years of your life like that. Can you do that? That's, that's what, that's what I'm putting the challenge out to you for. Can you get yourself so fired up and care about yourself that much? rather than the new iPhone coming out, okay, or the latest and greatest in shoes, and take care of yourself. Because you know what? The iPhone, the shoes, whatever, it ain't going to matter if you're flat on your back and they are giving you your last rights, okay? And there's there's a lot of this we're seeing going on here. And I think a lot of people, unfortunately, get caught up in all the hoopla of this stuff because that's what it is. I mean, it's massive marketing, which looks good. The packaging looks great. The the models look great. And man, oh, man, do I want to belong. Where if you came back to my place, you'd be like, holy God. And I say that in a respectful way because... I've had more people that, whether they've come here or trained, they said by the time they got up halfway in my driveway, they knew that this was a no-bullshit place. You walk up here and you see what's all surrounding just the gym itself without the door even opened up, you're like, this guy's on to something here. You might not know a lot about it, but I'll tell you what, here's what I'll tell you, anybody, whether you live in my area or you're anywhere in the world, I can take one sandbag and turn you into a friggin' monster. And I don't mean a monster as in how you would probably define one. You follow a course of some of the things that I do, and I do them in a very intricate way, the way I organize things. And each organization has another step to go to. So you're constantly going to be flowing into something else. But 
I do this, and I will repeat this. You do not go to the next thing, especially if we pair it together with the first thing you're doing until you master the first thing. If you got the guts, that's the way to go. But if you want to keep doing the shotgun approach and spend thousands of dollars and perpetually setback after setback or injury, and you know what? There's nothing worse than a defeated soul. There's nothing worse. The mind can recover. The body can recover. But when your soul is defeated, it's going to be almost impossible to ever come back. Go ahead. Take it away, Paul. Yeah, that's that's a a very deep but astute comment, you know, about the soul. And you hear that kind of um, uh, common usage term of soul weary. Yep. You know, if you've ever bumped into a guy or a girl that's soul-weary, man, it, it, it permeates into every single person they meet. Yeah. And it brings down everybody's day. And it's it's a dangerous, dangerous thing for, for society and uh, communities to have increasing numbers of soul-weary people because it just, it, it's insidious. It's like, it's like a virus. Um, you know, going, going to a cafe... And sit having a cup of cup of coffee, and you've got twenty people in the room, and eighteen of them are soul weary, yeah. hating their life, whinging, mourning, hating everything. Oh man, it's a god awful experience, and you know it doesn't matter how good the coffee is; it's not a good experience. <laughs> <laughs> and we have to we have to have something in our lives, and we have to have leaders, thought leaders, or attitude leaders or motivational leaders or whatever the hell you want to call it, people that are going to help these people that are soul weary in order to um, create, you know, or recreate communities. Yeah. And the only way through is, you know, long-term consistency of getting over challenges and those could be physical challenges, it could be mental challenges, and, you know, this whole attitude of lifelong learning. One of the things, you know, if you if you train for 15 years straight and really, really put effort and daily kind of grind into that training, you know, how much and what are you going to learn about yourself as a person in that time is going to be invaluable to the other aspects of your life. Mm-hmm. And that's the kind of armor that combats soul weariness. And it, it doesn't matter whether you're a potter, you're a tailor, you, 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 you play chess or you go knitting or you're a trainer like myself or even a businessman. Yep. You know, applying yourself, reading books, watching DVDs, working with mentors, learning new attitudes and, um, viewpoints and perspectives on your craft so that you can cherry pick and keep yourself motivated and and learn new ways and better ways to to do what you do every day. The people that do that are very, very rarely um, soul weary, very rarely. You know, they have the mental fortitude and attitude to just deal with everything, The, 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 the little things that mount up, um, you know, the death by a thousand kind of cuts attitude of daily life. 
that gets other people down just seems to bounce off these people. You know, and yep. excellence is increasingly rare because people are not willing to stay the course, they're not willing to learn new attitudes, they're not willing to change their old attitudes that were bringing them down, but they're certainly not willing to put the time into something so they will learn enough about themselves to With be it. able to move forward. No, and you're you're right spot on, and it's easier to sit in the hole you're in and dig it deeper than dig yourself out. And that's a commonality that's around everywhere now. But it, another thing, too, you know, we, we um, really hit upon the physical things. You know, I know here, I don't know in the U.K. where you are, but i got to assume a lot of it's the same. When manual labor dropped off here, the society, in my opinion, started dropping off with it. Now, people argue the fact with me, well, it was awful hard, and you you know, you went out and got your hands calloused, and you came home at the end of the day, and you're ready to go kaboom. Well, if you look at agricultural society, farmers or kids, you, had, you didn't have anything crime-wise like you got now. You had, you had people that were, you, you talk about community. Think about how close-knit these communities were. And everybody took care of one another in a way where they didn't need a lot of inner intervention outside from government and all these things. They understood the value of what they were producing and they lived, yeah, it might have been a hard life, but I'm sure a lot of them lived a very productive, happy life and they watched some of them, their children took it, on and on and on. But the point here is this. When you're not, you know, you, you know, I know like, you, the movement you teach and all that, it goes and coincides with the way people used to be. I don't care if it's a shovel in your hand or a mace or a kettlebell like Paul's teaching, all right? But there was some type of literally a movement they were doing, yeah. whether whether it was repetitious or not. And we have lost that. And this is why when Paul talks about this or I talk about what we do here, to me... This, other than us grabbing shovels and digging, is going to be the closest thing you're going to get to it in a different way, though, because it has a lot of other foundational pieces to it that digging a hole doesn't have. But both have their worthiness and their importance, and if you can marry both of them together, you're going to be that much better. So... When we see, you know, well, you know, we like the conveniences of life and all this. There's nothing wrong with convenience. But it's like everything. You have to check it at the door, okay? I tell people, try to get off all your instruments for one day a week. They look at me like, are you out of your mind? I can't live without my phone. I said, how did you live without a phone before you bought probably your 15th one already? Well, you know, I'd go to somebody's house or I'd pick up the landline or whatever. I said, there you go. Walk. Get in your car if it's that far and go say hello to somebody. Go to a diner. Look somebody in the eye and say, I'm, I'm pleased to meet you. Put your hand out with authority. Shake hands with people. This is what I'm talking about. This, this takes and stomps a shotgun approach out because you know why? You have to make an investment. And if you can't make an investment in yourself, how are you going to make an investment in anybody else, whether you want a wife, a husband, children, or you just want to be neighborly to people? How do you do that then? You're hurting yourself, you're crippling yourself, and you live in a life, as Paul 
said, go in a coffee shop. You got 18 people there. 16 of the people are giving off this energy, and I mean in a negative poll. We talked about that in, in what I said in the beginning and with Steve Jack's article that you can feel it closing in on you, and you know you have to get out of there because if you don't, you're going to keep picking that up, and you're going to start becoming that. This is what happens, and this is more than just a 90-day program. Go ahead, Paul. Yeah. Um, thinking back to a long time ago, like you're talking about, you know, when you know we would work manual labor or even, even earlier where a huge proportion of our life was intrinsically connected with some form of physicality, even, mm-hmm. you know, work in the fields or whatever. I mean, even then, what we did for fun would often be physical. Yep. So guys would, you know, guys and, and ladies would work during the day. They would chop down trees or they would, you know, work the fields or they would dig ditches or whatever the, the, the hell it was they're doing. But then what did they do for entertainment after that? You know, they'd, they'd often do lifting stones or yeah. highland games or they would dance and they would dance for hours. Yep. You know, these people or they'd go horse riding or they'd climb some trees. Their entertainment as well as their work was, was based around, you know, some form of physicality. And now entertainment is based around the complete opposite. We, you know, we have we have got that disconnect with physical in the workplace, but also we don't balance that often by making our entertainment physical. And that's where the problem is. You know, we sh- we should at least do one of the other. If yeah. we live a physical life, then it's cool to play on the PlayStation a little bit. You know, if you train during the day or you work digging ditches, it's cool to take some time out and play chess or do something more cerebral or, you know, sedentary. But if you don't and you have a sedentary job, then you kind of need to balance that out on the other side with with making your entertainment, your your downtime more physical. And the problem is, is, you know, instead of having a positive and a negative, you've either got two positives or two negatives. So... This is a huge problem in life. Even going the opposite way, the people that train all day and then overdo it by adding in 10 hobbies that are physical. Yeah. You know, these guys burn out and just get injured and, you know, they're, they're addicted to, to, to kind of twisting training into being self-abuse. You know, that's two positives. It's not great. They've, they've, they've got no yin and yang, but yeah. conversely two negatives sitting on your bum all day for work and then sitting on your bum all night is, is not good either. So we definitely need to balance our entertainment with our life and with our, um, our professions and our work and our lifestyle and find the yin and yang and find the polar opposite so that we can sit in the middle mentally and spiritually in a, in a good place. And you know what the scary thing to me about this whole shotgun attitude and this whole lifestyle thing, that the biggest, scariest thing about the whole thing mm-hmm. is how accepted it is by the masses. Yep. How it's become just the complete norm. Like, the comments I've had over the years, for me, oh, oh, you don't drink. 
oh, you, you, you don't eat that. You, you only <laughs> eat meat and veg. Yep. You mean you, you never do this and you just, you know, you train. Like, what's the matter with you? What kind of life is that? Or, yep. you know, the, these derogative comments on something I'm doing that is actually has a, has a positive effect on my mindset, on my physical health, on my body. It's met with scorn. But sitting on your butt all day and then sitting on your butt all night and just vegetating in front of, you know, an Xbox or God knows whatever it is. Yeah. That's completely accepted as being normal and right. That I can't get my head around. That scares the hell out of me. Um, It's like anything, though. It's a cause that they accept and they want to keep positioning themselves and pushing it through because you and I both know we've talked about this with the the trophy people you know everybody's got to get a medal or a trophy and it's it's highly accepted now and I you know something it's it's people just giving in and giving up and and that's what a lot of it is now it's like rather than go out and test what you can become how great you be, can become, and take a few, you know, take one under each arm and bring them with you. Um, it's much easier, and to them, more rational to um, accept these weak trends, and that's what I call them, trends, because eventually, like everything, these trends are going to disappear. But here's the thing that nobody tells you. There's going to be a lot of casualties along the road, if you haven't already seen them, because... We are made to be physical. Now, Paul hit it right on the head where some people take it to an extreme where it just becomes everything to them. And I'm guilty of that at times too. But there are times and you need to draw down. You need to eat well. You need to socialize with people. You need to become a thinker because most people's statistics show by 21 no longer think they've got to learn anything anymore. How sad is that? And you wonder why we have what we have where, you know, you don't have to work out and you damn well better give me a medal. And, um, you know, you guys, you know, how many times have you heard, Paul, you guys are crazy, crazy, crazy. You know who's crazy? You're crazy because you don't go out and do a damn thing. You're lazy and you're crazy and you're sitting there ripping on me. And I got news for you. You know this. After a while, the this kind of verbiage doesn't even penetrate anything on you. You, you laugh at him. You know, I, I'll get this right back to you. I ran into some uh, people I went to college with over Christmas. First thing out of their mouth wasn't even hello. You're still lifting. i looked at him i said no you know what i mean it's like what an asinine question and you know they're like i can't believe it you know you're still doing i said well as i told you you know 25 years ago this was what i i love doing and i'm sticking with it so you know you're never you know we hope here and there it's not even hope we intend here to change the ideals of people, the fabric of how they think. Because you know what? It's just as easy to sit on your ass all day as it is to walk in and use a kettlebell or a sandbag or a barbell. You know, these things are very simple, but yet so result-producing. And if you learn correctly, 
you're going to enjoy it. I guarantee you. And you're not going to want to sit on your ass anymore. Whether you're at work or at home, you're probably going to even be looking for different work at that point because I'm telling you right now, we all have innately in us to do this stuff. Are we all going to be the greatest, this, that, and the other thing? No. But you can be damn good in your life. And you can be damn good as a leader in life, okay? That's the most important thing. Contribution. Giving people things that maybe they never even knew about. Whether you own a business or not. Whether they pay for it or not. That's entirely up to you. But the point of the matter is this. You no longer want that free medal. You no longer want that free trophy. You no longer want to sit on your ass and do nothing. Because... These triggers now have been set off in you, and you will realize it once they start taking shape and taking you to where you want to start going. It's a whole different feel, and until you go and do this, you're never going to know what it is, and I'm telling you right now, it will be one of the greatest things you've ever embarked upon in your life. Paul, anything you got, um, why don't you uh, summarize everything, give out your info, I will give mine, and we will finish up today, and we'll get you set up for February, my friend. Yes, sir. Um, one of the things I want to finish with is, you know, these people that are kind of, oh, you don't drink, or you eat healthy, or, you know, that's sad, what kind of a sad life do you have, and life's too short, and all of this kind of carry on, and you train all the time. One of the my replies to these people is kind of, you know, how do you know? How do you know what it feels like? Yeah. How do you know whether you won't actually really enjoy this? Yep. Because you've never even tried. Yep. You've never tried for more than, you know, the shotgun attitude of a week. You know, 10 years ago, you did it for a week and then couldn't be bothered. You haven't actually tried. So you, how do you know that you wouldn't enjoy it? Yep. How do you know that you wouldn't absolutely love how you feel? Because you've never given yourself the chance. And that's, that's the kind of the, the response they usually get from me. And they've never got a response to that response. Put it that way. <laughs> you usually don't know what to say to it because they can't answer the question. They've never even thought it through. Yep. They've never actually connected the dots in their own head to think about that. Yep. And, um, just very briefly on a, a little shout out to a guy I did a, a workshop for okay. this weekend on Sunday in, in the UK. And I don't know whether you're connected to this guy, but if you're not, he'd probably make a really good guess. Okay. He's a really interesting guy um, called Andy McKenzie. Um, not yet. Combined, yeah. Ian, Ian Mack, he, he's known as Andy McKenzie. Um ex-Royal um, Marine para, I believe. And I did a workshop for him, a bodyweight workshop, as part of his mentorship group called yeah. Combined Strength. And he, he's a great guy. And he, he is one of the top tier of um, strength and conditioning coaches in the UK and Europe. And to be fair, probably worldwide standard. You know, the guy really, really knows his stuff. And lovely guy, very down to earth, very switched on. And I kind of started the course, and I've never worked with him before, and I've never worked with his mentorship group, which are all top tier, you know, yep. very talented, very talented. The fact that they're even in this group means they've, they've switched on people. And I started to kind of waffle on, 
my spiel and introducing myself because in the UK I'm actually not very well known. I'm more known in the US than I am in the UK. And um, he picked up on something I said that I didn't even realise I'd said and he kind of he put it out on Facebook later as being one of the quotes he took from it was I'd said that if I make this stuff look easy, yeah. it's not a natural talent. <laughs> That's good, man. That's good. <laughs> Thinking about it, I didn't realize I'd said it. Thinking about it, yeah, I am barely adequate in a lot of things. But as the years go by, that, that little kind of barometer, or you know, that little line of what my adequate is, is becoming more and more other people's excellent. But it's not because I'm a natural athlete. It's not because I'm good at this. Actually, anything but it's because I've worked hard at it. Yeah. I've worked hard. I've stayed the course. I've put the time in. And I've gone and tried to work with some amazing mentors. I've learned. I've applied. I've failed. I've had setbacks. And I've come back and done it again. And it isn't from natural talent. So if... Anything I do looks easy, and then you try it, and usually, like some of these guys found out at the weekend, Andy and his guys, yep. that when I corrected them or tweaked some of their angles or whatever, all of a sudden, some of these guys who were exceptionally good athletes saw the movement in a different way because they felt it for the first time. Yep. And they were like, damn, this is harder than I thought. And if I can make it look easy being an older guy, you know, carrying injuries from the past, doing stupid stuff, not particularly a big guy, it isn't from natural talent because I put time in. Yeah. I worked on it. And all any of those guys have to do, anybody else, is do the same. Just put some time in, ditch the shotgun attitude. Yep. And put in the work. And I think that is, you know, the biggest important lesson in life that nothing worthwhile comes quick or cheap. Nah, it does, and, and not only that, it's just like, you know, you can tell, like, obviously when you talk, you know, dedication, man, discipline, like we talk about, and, you know, it's like the action and results. You know, people don't think on those lines a lot, and when you hear somebody, you know, look at when you can go to into a gym and teach – with established athletes there, especially like, you know, what you did with Andy, and they can grab quotes from what you're saying and put that up. That's talking some serious stuff because, you know, it's like I told you with John. These people have been in the thick of things for a long time. And, you know, I get a lot of people say, God, I listen to you. I'm on the show with you. I got to go and work out. I'm so inspired. Well, that is the idea of what we do here. Not only the inspiration, but start going out and learning how to do it. And that is the most important thing of all. And, you know, I, I give you kudos, Paul. I mean, you know, you, you go somewhere, it's very important. You, you know, and you can lend something to a, a group of disciplined people there, and yet they've been around it, and they've been around multiple different successful people, yet they can still pull something out of what you said that maybe you didn't even think was anything, and now they're using it. So I, that's what it's all about, man. Uh, you know, I always say, my mother said that too, you know, 
five words I always say to inspire, like, at the end of the show. But And then, like, when she always said to us when we were kids, and she still does, you know, never be afraid to say hello to someone or give them a smile that day. You never know what they're going through. Well, damn it, there's so much truth to that. A smile costs you nothing. Nothing. And a hello, that costs you nothing either. And you know something? Maybe they are going through a living hell, and what you did in that split 15 seconds might have just presented them something that you'll never know you did for them. So anything else you got, brother? Yeah, that, that's that's me done. And just, just to reiterate, you know, Andy... Andy Mack, Andy McKenzie, um, him and his guys are top draw, top quality. Yep. Very, very accomplished in their field, but also, you know, good people. So if you want to connect with Andy, I'm sure he'd, um, he'd, he'd love to speak to you. But the, the the people that you're connected with and, you know, we've been connected with, Steve yep. Potter and, yep. you know, Douglas, you yep. know, and I've never actually met Martin is it Jan Six? Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, awesome people, yeah. and and you know we got they're quality people. They're quality people, and, and, and yeah, without a doubt. And like Powell, he's coming up with yeah. us shortly. He'll be back on the show. I mean, you've got some great guys out there, man. And you know, I mean, like Andrew Carney's been great here. He'll be coming on, and and Kara Shaw will be back on this month or next month. It's just that. You know, and, and I'll tell you a guy that's been absolutely dynamite to me, too, is Charlie Oliphant. I mean, just, um, you know, Stevie, yeah. everybody. What, what I like about a lot of these guys and girls that are on here, they all want to work together. They understand. I mean, Kara sent me a thing the last time she was on. She goes, you know, the world needs us. We, they need us to come out there and promote and teach these things and get them out of this realm of, well, nothing matters and the whole world's against me and all that. No, it's not. I'm not saying anything is perfect out there. Life is never going to be perfect for any of us. But man, oh man, you either dig your hole or dig yourself out of the hole. That's the thing that if I had to convey anything today to anybody, dig your hole or dig yourself out. Um... Paul, give out any websites, any things like that. I know you'll send me an update because I want to put, what's today, uh, Wednesday, your show will go up Thursday at some point. So we'll yeah, take care good. of that. And we'll when we get off the air, we'll set something up because I just friended Andy. So maybe you can do yeah. the introductions and we'll get him on here. But give out, yeah, any, give out uh, your websites and things of that nature and I'll take over and we'll sign off, please. All right, just a little comment on what you just said there about people saying, you know, the world's against me. Um, I had somebody say that, you know, the world sucks and I've got such bad luck. And I'm like, you know, the world isn't against you. You were against you. Yeah. <laughs> you were stopping your own success in so many ways. And But that that's a conversation for another day. I just want a, a quick shout out to my very good friends, Pavel Veduto and Kelly Manzone. Yep. Who, uh, again, they're both incredible people as well as incredible athletes um me and pavel are traveling out to connecticut to wilton connecticut yeah, in yep. april and we're being hosted by kelly manzoni and her friend yuri at um yuri's wilton sports center and we'll be running the art of strength fitness certification oh sorry art of functional movement yeah my yep. uh, my mentors 
all system. The Art of Functional Movement certification for the first time in the US. So we're really kind of fired up about that. And um, Hey, you know what? You know what I'm thinking, not to interrupt you. I mean, I don't know if you'd have a day before or a day after. Maybe we could work something where we've got the three of you on the air with me. We are, we are hoping to get in on kind of the Thursday at some point, so we should be free most of Friday. Okay, well, we'll talk, uh, we'll, um, we'll talk, we'll talk about that. Yeah. Okay. And free maybe the Monday too. We're, we're trying to, we're trying to make that work. So it's a, it's a possibility you could have all three of us there. That'd be, di- that'd be dynamite, man. How, how great would that be, huh? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's good. Um, yeah, just for me, um, check me out my website firepowerfitness.co.uk and the new website coachpfg.com which will be my educational resource center that comes out the end of this month it's imminent it's imminent awesome stay tuned for that one folks all right, this is Motivation Muscle Streaming Radio 24-7. Go out to FiorellaBarbellCo.com, the best, the best, if you want to get into some screaming monster strength, size, physicality, and obviously there's enough there to get you some speed, too, believe me. All those things. Um, go out and check out the Winners and Champions Inc. product, and as I said, we're working on right now. I'm, I've just rewritten everything for um, Etched in Stone for Men. Um, one of the people that is on board, there's a lot of people that are on board, but we're going to go initially with just Dr. William Wong, uh, mainly because his supplementation is second to none. And um, a lot of these men that this program has been written for are men that, um, like I say, Never be ashamed to be a man. And they're dealing with not only the physical struggle, the mental struggle is big, but we talked about this on the show, they've lost their way. You don't want to see anybody lose their way. And this product, along with uh, Winners and Champions, Inc., will get it all back. And I hope to have that released within the next two weeks. Maybe sooner, it depends how uh, open time-wise Douglas Graham is because uh, it's just got to be changed around. I I could probably do that, but there's some other things we want to do, and we're waiting. Um, I'm going to talk to Dr. Wong before the end of the week. We need, like, three blurbs, and we want to get Manly Men's Movement page up because this all coincides with the other two products, and you're going to see a lot more stuff. We are are financially, uh, we are prosperous. Regardless, what's happening now? Um, Prosperity Consciousness is the other page. It's brand new. Go out and read that. You might understand at this point where I'm coming from with everything. If you start adapting these principles, I'm going to be building and talking more and more. And we are going to put out material this year. Obviously, it's going to be chargeable because I feel the podcast alone most people charge for, and I don't want to do that. So that's why the products are there. That's what we use to keep furthering where we want to go. And we are going to do some outstanding things. Not that we haven't, and I'm very proud of what I've done along with people like Paul and Douglas and Martin and on and on and on. And I don't mean to leave anybody out. 
because you're all vital to me and the family here, believe me. And I thank you all for that. Also, too, go out to motivationmuscle.com slash category slash podcast. As I said, this show with Paul will be up Thursday at some point. Um, and as I said, Steve Cotter will be either... It'll probably be right after lunch because I got a ton of phone calls to make after the show. Also, too, um, sign up for our free newsletter on motivationmuscle.com. Um, I will get around to putting things out, but it is dynamite. We also got a YouTube channel that's got an awful lot of video out there. I'm going to be adding more and more stuff. That's another thing in 18 that I'm going to go after very, very hard. Um, if there's a show you'd like uh, Paul and I to do, Go out to Fiorella Barbell at NICAP.R.com. Lay out your request. Uh, we will lay it out, believe me. Well, you'll get what you want. Also, too, we're on iTunes and Stitcher. Give us a five-star review. That's what we've gotten. We appreciate that. Push it out to your friends. Take this show and explode it out to everybody you know. Everybody. I'm telling you, there isn't anybody that won't draw something out of what we talk about here. Believe me. Also, too... Um, we're on AHA directory. That's a high. You can get M&M 24-7 in your car, seven days a week. If someone seeks you out in the gym or the concrete jungle, never be afraid to give five words to inspire. Five words can change your life forever. Also, my mom, she would always say, never be afraid to say hello to someone or give them a smile for that day. You never know. And it brings you a lot of joy, especially when you mean it. Mean what you say. Say what you mean. Important. If you're going to lift it, bend it, break it, twist it, pull it, press it, squat it. If you're going to lift stones and tear them off the ground. We're getting a major snowstorm here. Uh, I'll be out there this afternoon just playing around with a few things, getting ready for tomorrow's big anticipation of full-out success. S-U-C-C-E-S-S. Kick it right in the chin. Also, too, no one will, well, here's the other thing. Uh, the Domination Stone, the Hoosa Steel in Blood Red, um, we clear cut the path. We don't follow anyone's dominate, obliterate, and dent everything in your path. No one will ever clip our big balls. And as Russell Fur says, when I hear your shows, I swear there's testosterone dripping out of my speakers. Will, was, will, and always will be, brother. Always. And bigger and bigger amounts. Frank Klein, my greatest college professor in business, repetition, repetition, repetition. Quitters never win. Winners never quit. He would say that constantly. My dad, be a leader, not a follower. Be a leader, not a follower. John Ridge, my greatest chiropractor ever. He died three years ago of cancer, and I miss him dearly, boy. He would walk every patient in the door no matter what and say, keep smiling. Say that to yourself on your best or worst day or walk around and say it. Watch your whole body and mind shift when you keep saying, keep smiling, keep smiling. Watch, and you'll start smiling too. Big thing. You want to manifest things. The power of a smile will help you incredibly. Also, too, be a steward of strength. Don't stand on the side of the road and watch the world go by. Tell a hundred or more of your friends we're coming because we're not going to kick your door in. We'll blow the roof off your house. Be part of the family, the revolution for 30 years, baby. Be uh, We need you. You need us. I'm telling you right now, we can do magnificent things to ourselves and to the world. 
That's what we need to share. Les Brown, you all have greatness in you. We take it two steps further. We got your back, and we believe in you. How many people would even put out an offer like that? This place is value, man. I don't know if you know it. Motivation Muscle and Fiorello Barbell Company is value. Value. And what value we place on ourselves, we place on you. Come and join. Look at our stuff. Believe me. Also, Douglas... um, it's always an honor, obviously. Happy 2018. We will get ready for next month. And um, and I always thank the people that have not only taught me things as yourself, but are great supporters of what I do here. And I could not do this without you and so many others here. And believe me, you have my loyalty and you have my friendship. And one day, and I hope it is this year, you and I will be shaking hands together. Um, thanks for being on, brother. Yeah, it's my pleasure, and um, that's all I'd ever ask. I don't want um, anything out of anybody financially, but friendship and real friendship is 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 gold dust to me. You know, that's yeah, that's all you'll ever ask of anybody. So, yeah, it's my pleasure, it's my honor, and um, I thank you for the opportunity. Anytime. Till next time, my friend. Yes, sir, brother. Anytime. So, for Doug or for Paul Gray, this is Eric Fiorello. Thanks for listening. Um, And remember, the world is asking something from you. You need to step up and do it. You know, and men, I'm going to say it again. Never apologize for being a man. It's very, very important. So, for Paul Gray, this is Eric Fiorello. We'll have Paul on next month. As I said, his show with myself will be up on Thursday. So, listen up. Because this was one hell of a show. And we got one hell of a leader here in Paul Gray. Thanks, everyone, for listening. And we will talk to you soon and have a great, great productive week. Thanks so much for listening to Motivation and Muscle, the podcast that connected your brain to your brawn. We'll We'll see see you next time. time.